3: Good morning, everyone. It is a Saturday. The sun is shining. Sports are in full bloom. Maddie Harkins behind the glass. I'm Bob Pompey and here with you for the next two hours following the iconic Jim Colony. He was telling me he's going to get a man bun. Is that true? Is that where I came in on this conversation in honor of, you know, the soccer that's going on in the World Cup? Uh, I told him he could buy extensions. I think his hair is too far along to try to grow that hair, in, you know. But you can get extension buns if you're going to do it that way. So he should do it that way, I suppose.
0: He should do it for the Christmas karaoke. <laughs>
3: That's right. On December the eighth, is Jim doing that? Do you know? I'm going to do it.
2: He hinted at it. Yes. Yeah.
3: But I, I, you know, we'll see what kind of song. Uh, it'd be inter- I think it'd be more interesting, Matt, if. Everyone there picked a song for another person. In other words, I pick yours, you're mine. And I'd give you something that you couldn't handle. And you'd probably do the same to me. That might be messy. Who knows? Anyway, hope you all had a nice Thanksgiving. It's 412-928-9370. That is the number to call for those of you out there. It's also the uh, Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, Ram, and Peters Township. Or visit them online at South Hills Jeep. Com. Well, we have a lot going on today, and for the next two hours, I'll be here taking your calls on that beginning, of course, with what should be a very busy day today all around sports. There's a lot of college football that will set the stage for what should happen in the eventual playoffs. Uh, Ohio State-Michigan, first time since 2006, both teams are 11-0 head-to-head in Michigan. The big question there, is Blake Coram going to play for Michigan? He has been their bell cow he is, you know, their version of Izzy Ibanakanda. That that team runs through him almost 1,500 yards, almost 20 touchdowns. He hurt his knee, though, and it's kind of iffy if he plays. So at this point, Georgia's number one, Ohio State's number two, Michigan number three, TCU number four, lurking behind USC and Alabama. And would I be surprised if Alabama somehow sneaks into this if they play Auburn today and win, and then they go and uh, – get some luck along the way with some guys being knocked out. Would I expect that? No. Would I be surprised at it? No. USC has an opportunity if somebody falls from above. I think the close – if this Ohio State-Michigan game is very close and it goes right down the wire, I think both of those teams will be in. LSU-Georgia for the um, SEC championship game. Unless Georgia just straight out loses, they're going to be there. But if they do lose – you wonder what can happen in that situation, and and will they be penalized heavily enough to drop them out of the top four? Good question to, to ask. Not sure about that one. I doubt it, but you never know. Locally, Pitt will be playing Miami tonight at the beginning of the season. We all thought that was going to be potentially a uh, an opportunity to you know play yourself into an ACC championship game, but that's already been decided. It's NC State and Clemson. Uh, although NC State beat North Carolina, North or I'm sorry, North Carolina Clemson. NC State beat them last night. Pitt, Miami will play tonight at eight. We'll be on the air five to six with a uh, pregame show. I'll be joined by Paul Zeiss and Dora Dickerson in our uh, preview show, and then network takes over at six o'clock. But Miami's five and six has been a huge disappointment. Uh, they have been sloppy, terrible on defense, giving up a lot of points. Erratic on offense. Pitt has gotten it together a little bit with a seven and four record. Although I think people came into the season expecting more. The big question is Keaton Slovis. What will he do at the end of this year? And how much more transfer portal action will we see from Pat Narduzzi? It's just a wild, wild west out there with teams changing uh, names and players. We see it in basketball. Many people in basketball have changed. The same is true of football. Anyway, that's going on later tonight. We'll also talk about the Pirates. The Pirates. Why are we talking about the Pirates? Well, in the last week they brought in G-Man Choi, and they brought in Carlos Santana, who I assume plays Santana with his mock-up music. You would think he does anyway. But the question I have for all you Pirate fans out there is, what does this mean? He's 36. He's going to be 37 by the start of the season, Carlos Santana. This Carlos Santana would have been good if you had him five years ago. I don't know what he is right now at age 37. Can he he bring you, and I saw Jason Mackey tweet about this talking to Adam Frazier who spent time in Seattle. You know, he's a leader, he's a guy. Yeah, you need that. You certainly do. But what you need more than anything is production. You need people to hit the ball. You need people to field the ball. You need to be better all around. Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi, that's an upgrade over what they have. I will grant you that. But the age... Will still be a factor to me. And while I look at this and say he's, uh, when playing, a pretty good defensive player, he brings clubhouse leadership fine, but his average was 202 last year. Can he hit home runs? Yes. The shift will be gone next year. That should help him. He faced the shift a lot if you believe in all the analytics. But what exactly do you expect from a 37 year old on opening day? What do you expect from him? D- this to me smacks of another Pirates signing. It's better than some of them. It's better because they're spending a little bit more money. But in today's baseball world, at $6.7 million for a one-year deal, you're pretty much getting what you pay for, which is an improvement, but not the answer. But they need help, obviously, at first base. They still need pitching help. They need a lot of things that, that they have to do. And all that will do is improve them slightly until they get the bulk of their system that they've been ballyhooing into place and producing. That's how it's going to work. So, should you expect improvement? Yes. But that shouldn't be hard to do after 100 losses. You know, you should expect improvement. Anyway, your thoughts on that? I'd love to hear from it. So, let me know at 412-928-9370. That is the number to call. We also will talk about the Penguins a little bit later. They've turned things around from a seven-game losing streak into a four-game winning streak, including one the other night in Philadelphia. What else is new there? Sydney Crosby and the Penguins beating the Flyers, who are a complete disarray once again every single year. Ron Hextall was fired from there four years ago today. This was the anniversary of that. He's now here. Some will question what he's done with this team. This team is still what it is. When you went to the game the other night on Thanksgiving Eve, you saw a great atmosphere. You saw star players making star plays. Malkin in a shootout, and I still don't like shootouts. But you know, some you know every now and then when you get to them, they're okay. I, I thought a heavy dose of them the way it was before before they inserted three-on-three three overtime, too much. So now you have, to, you have to end the game somehow. That's the way to do it. And Malkin got the game winner on a night they honored him for his 1,000th game, which was the game before in Chicago. But you saw the atmosphere and the reasoning why the Steelers or the Penguins wanted to bring everyone back for one more run at this because regular season hockey does matter. It's, it's an entertainment business, too, and it is a business. They need regular season success to bring people out. They need to get to playoffs, and they have excitement throughout the course of the year. You can argue that their team is not suited to make a long run. If they're healthy, I will dispute you on that. I think they are capable as long as the goaltending plays the way you would expect it to. I think they have a chance. I was one of those who believed they were better than the Rangers last year. So I think this team, as long as it's healthy, uh, can can make a push. But it's going to be tough in this Eastern Conference. The Metropolitan Division is loaded with talent. Uh, and quite frankly, the Boston Bruins on the other side of it are right now just unbelievable because we saw yesterday the uh, situation with uh, all the um, talk of the Winter Classic and the new jerseys, shirts, sweaters, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and the Penguin one, quite frankly, is a, is a throwback to 1925 when they, they had the Pittsburgh Pirates as a hockey team. I had no idea. Honestly, I didn't. And, and that's the throwback jersey they were used in that January 2nd. Uh, game against Boston at Fenway Park. Boston has won 12 straight home games. That will count as a home game. So we'll see if their streak is still intact. That's a whole other month. I suspect they'll lose before then. Uh, I think their goaltender, Olmark, got injured last night. So we'll see what his situation is. But they may not even be the best team in the East. You can make an argument that the New Jersey Devils are that team. And I say that because I believe that. I believe that's a team that... You know, just the other day, they got somewhat screwed, I thought, by the officials. They had three disallowed goals in a game against Toronto. If they had won it, it would have been their 14th consecutive win. They're young. They they have cashed in on their number one overall picks that they've had. And, and this is what you have to do. If you're going to do that, you have to cash in on the picks. And so far, they've been able to do that. So the bottom line is... Uh, the Penguins are going to be in this all the way to the end. It'll generate excitement. Regular season games will matter, and they should. It's it's a business, uh, and they'll push to get there. I hope they do get there because it's always fun that time of the year. But if you look at a team like the Devils, you know, Jack Hughes is 21. Uh, they have Nico Hischier, who's 23. He's been around forever, and he's coming off a big season last year. Jesper Bratt is, is fit right in there. Um, Dawson Mercer, one of my favorite names in hockey, he's 21 years old. They have all these young guys coming together at the right time. We'll see where that takes them. But, of course, what conversation would be without talking about the Steelers as they head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts on a Monday night game. And a lot of people are looking at this saying, Jeff Saturday, how can he do what he's doing? A lot of criticism about his hiring. Mike Tomlin didn't take the bait the other day at his press conference. He pretty much said, hey, it is what it is. But he does expect them to rely on Jonathan Taylor in the run game. Now, he's not been all that good based on his own expectations and you know his standards but he's still very viable a couple weeks ago rushed for almost 150 yards against Vegas so I think if you look at it you should expect a heavy dose of runs and if you're looking at matchup that should be good for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they've been better against the run of late but what they've not been very good at is stopping the pass and if you can't stop the pass even if you think you know Matt Ryan's too old to get this done you're gonna be in for some trouble. The Steelers lead the NFL in pass, touchdown passes allowed. Twenty two of them. Now you wouldn't have expected that with this defense coming into this season. But I think what it underscores is that they have some playmakers on this defense, but they don't have enough of them, especially a cornerback. That's their area that I would expect them at some point to to address in the upcoming draft. And if you believe, you know, that you could look at this draft now and say, okay. They're 3-7. They got the 8th overall pick. As of right now, they also take over Chicago's. And they keep losing. It's going to be 8-34-38 or something like that. That's good. That's almost like having three number one picks. But what you do with them, as sided with the New Jersey Devils, what you do with them will determine what happens. The last time the Steelers picked 8th, they took Plexico Burris. Um, and, you know, even though a very talented guy and had a lot of potential, uh, didn't necessarily, for an 8th overall pick, work out the way it was supposed to do it. But the Steeler defense, that game last week was very, very hard very hard to try to figure out uh first half was all Steelers and you know Cincinnati afterwards some of their players were saying we knew what they were doing well they obviously didn't know what they were uh, (laughs) what the Steelers were doing in the first half when Kenny Pickett threw for 141 yards they had the lead scored more points in one half than they had at any point of any game this season so Cincinnati may not have known or maybe it was just execution whatever the case halftime adjustments came along and the Steelers got smashed in that department Uh, and that was the difference of the game the second half was all Joe Burrow part of his big day uh, passing for 330 yards and four touchdowns and the Steelers' defense looked helpless in that situation it does not help that your offense goes three and out every single time they touch the ball it seemed in the second half including when T.J. Watt made a tremendous interception at the 21 yard line and they can't do anything but settle for three those are all things that have to change meantime One thing that won't change is I'll take your phone calls up until 1. So 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Let me know what you think about that all these topics are on the table for you why
0: why
1: if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the why's and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone
2: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: All right, welcome back. All you soccer fans out there, did you watch USA and England yesterday? I thought it was very intriguing. I thought USA was the better team. England is a stock team, but... When you think about it, uh, USA held their own. They really did. Um, they got one of the best chances of all, came by uh, Christian Pulisic, who hit the crossbar. He had a great left footage, I mean, like a laser beam shot um, that beat their goalie, hit the crossbar, they didn't go in it. And Weston McKinney also had a really quality shot that went over the goal. They played to a scoreless draw, which means now, if you had come into this saying, okay, all you need is a win to Iran to move to the next uh the next phase of this, you would have taken it. And that's exactly what they have on Tuesday. They have to beat that team, and if they do, they'll move on. Uh, but the disappointing thing was they played Wales to a 1-1 draw, which is something they should not have done, but they did today. Or uh, Coming up, it's England and Wales in the next one. It doesn't really matter for England. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Um, also wanted to get into a little bit of the football here with regard to Penn State. A lot of people out there, and, and again, you can hit me up on Twitter, um, at Katie Pomp concerning Penn State and whether or not they can get actually to a Rose Bowl, which for them, and again, without looking at all the possibilities because there's still a lot of football to be left. But first of all, if they have to beat Michigan State today at home, if they do that, then they have to hope. I would say, Matt, you tell me, are you a Penn State fan by any chance? Do you follow them? No. Okay, they have to hope. I would think that both Michigan and Ohio State get to the playoff. Because if that happens, then they have a, a clearer shot at a Rose Bowl, I would think. Because who else are you going to take at that point if if it's a, a Big Ten team? B- but that would require Michigan to play Ohio State tight today. Even if whoever wins or loses, if it's a close game, then I think both would get in. Although again, there is a lot of football left to be had. Um, you can hope that Georgia loses to LSU. You know they're going to take on Georgia Tech today and beat the crap out of them. I think it's a thirty-five point spread there. Again, I still there is a part. Are you of- taking the points? I always love points. So yes, I think Georgia will play good enough to win but they won't cover. Points give me points points points. Santa give me points this Christmas day. Santa give me points, I'll take it all day. So um but the you know, I mean you look at I'm never going to rule Alabama out of anything. They have two losses, but they have I mean tough losses. I can see them if everything goes their way, which is to say TCU has to lose, which is to say USC has to lose, which is to say uh, you know, Michigan gets blown out, who knows. I could see them trickling in there. I do, just because they're Alabama. I wouldn't want that, but I could see that as a possibility.
2: I can see them losing today to Auburn, so it wouldn't matter.
3: Do you think they're going to lose to Auburn?
2: I could see it. It's uh, a rivalry game. It was sort that, of like they're 2007.
3: Not gonna, they're not going to lose to Auburn. I would be stunned if they lose to Auburn. So um,
0: 2007.
3: Not going to happen. But TCU could lose tcu and they also have i think it's kansas state right in their championship game you know that can happen who knows can lsu beat georgia that game will be next saturday on kdka because we always look forward to that championship game lsu has the capability of beating georgia do you think yeah they do um clemson north carolina that's the uh ACC. Uh, the ACC just disappointed me all year long. Again, it's just not Clemson's not that great of a team, I don't think. And and they're going to be you know, in the ACC championship and they'll get the best bowl opportunity there is. So we'll see how that goes. Penn State by the way is a 4 o'clock kickoff today. Um, Georgia Tech, Georgia is at noon. Pitt tonight at 8 p.m. 412-928-9370 is that number to call if you'd like to chat. This is the place to do it until 1 o'clock. I'm getting back to the Penguin situation because they take on Toronto tonight. And, you know, Toronto came away with a win and stabbed New Jersey's win streak the other day. But again, the Devils had three goals waved off in that game. I thought the uh, the officials, the, the one by Eric Holler, if you saw it, it was a kicking motion, but he was not intending it to score. He was trying to get the puck loose, and it, it wasn't a kicking into the goal, it, it deflected to get in. Um, I was surprised that all those goals were waved off, quite frankly. I thought they deserved better. But Toronto comes in here, and they're always a formidable team. Matt Murray was in goal uh, in that game against Detroit, uh, New Jersey, and I'm not sure he's going to be in goal tonight or not. It would be good to see him there um, because you know, the Penguins know him well; he knows them well. So, Penguins have won four in a row, and as I said, if they play the way they're capable of playing, and I, you know, they've been pl- clamping down defensively lately when they have the lead, something they were not doing, and you know, that's that's the problem. Um, they were they were still playing high-octane hockey, even with a 3-2 lead or a 4-1 lead, and then all of a sudden teams would get back into it. Uh, if they clamp down the way they are capable of and play the way they're getting from their goaltender, I think they're going to be a team uh, that's going to be available there in the playoffs, in the postseason. We'll see. Um, but regard, regarding the uh, Steelers, as we go back to that topic, I don't know what your expectations are. We saw Zach Wilson this week get benched in New York. He was a second overall pick um the way he handled himself though after the game last week where he took no blame blamed other people it was just bad and the teammates were talking I think Robert Sala had no other choice but to do what he did and not only is he not playing uh, he's not even a dress apparently Uh, it's going to be Mike White of the Post-Gazette leading them uh, and then they're going to have Joe Flacco as the backup So this is a a learning lesson, and right now, Zach Wilson has his tail between his legs. He's been apologizing for the way he handled everything. But, you know, that goes to show you how difficult it is to be a quarterback in the National Football League. Some people here seem to suggest that, um, you know, maybe the Steelers should do the same with Kenny Pickett, which, to me, it would be a mistake at this point. Once you went to him, to me, I said you have to stick with him, and you have to just learn uh the, the you know the development p- part of this they have young guys on offense they're gonna have to do that at the expense of winning games well they'll never tell you that nor should they think that they want to win games sure they do but it's better doing it with a guy who's your number one pick 20th overall at this point because you've decided to go to him uh and therefore you're gonna get good and bad we saw it last week all of within one game a good first half a terrible second half uh was that plate calling was that being um you know Lack of aggressive uh, compared to what we saw in the first half. Deontay Johnson hasn't been much involved at all. He should be targeted more. Why is he not being targeted? And why did they give him 18 million a year if that's the case? He's a better talent than that. I would try to get him the ball on slant patterns across the middle as soon as I could. Uh, That's where he's effective. That's where he gets a lot of his yards afterwards. We haven't seen much of that at all in this situation so far this season. So I think. You know They have a lot more to do here in terms of expanding the playbook with Kenny Pickett, and they should expand the playbook. They should go down the field more. The, the numbers will tell you they are going down the field, but it's not enough. It's not in the middle of the field either. They need to do more of it. Now, having said that, Pickett has missed on some of these. He's also missed on some open receivers, which is part and parcel with being a quarterback in the NFL. You, you don't have a lot of time sometimes, and you got to make decisions quickly. Uh, but again, this experience will help him. I think it, it, it makes him leaps and bounds better as ahead into 2023. And for those of you out there, because I see you on Twitter, who think maybe he's, you know, a bust already. First of all, that, that decision will never be made. Uh, and if it's going to be made, it won't be made until another two years from now. Um, they're going to they're make sure they give him every opportunity to be successful. The question at the end of the year would be, um, you know, what happens with the coaching staff, specifically Matt Canada and some of the people on offense. Um, Do they make changes? I I believe they should, based on what we've seen in two years worth of this with multiple quarterbacks and the production not getting any better. Some will tell you that that's a mistake because you've devoted all this time now, this season, with Matt Canada. You bring in a new offensive coordinator, starts over. Well, I'm not one of those people. I believe that you better get – I've said all along, if I'm going to have a criticism of Mike Tomlin, it would be just hiring better coaches, guys who've had more experience, guys who have creative and fertile minds. And I'm not saying that Matt Canada doesn't, but it may not work in the professional game. For him, maybe it works better in the college game. At least he did one year, one year here. It didn't work at LSU and other places, but it worked with Pitt. But I think at the end of the season, the way it's going, obviously they're going to have to be major changes to their coaching staff. That's just the way it is, and we'll see what they do with it. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We've been talking about the Steelers. Uh, we got the Colts coming up here on a Monday night game, Colts with Jeff Saturday. Um I wonder about Jeff Saturday. I wonder about what happens at the end of the season with Jeff Saturday. Uh, even if they do well, uh, is he the guy who's going to run this team You know, beyond this year? And it, it makes you wonder about the role of a head coach, specifically his role with that team. Uh, Jeff Saturday is a guy who's been around the Colts for a long time, 14 years there, one of their more iconic players. He's a smart guy. But he has one of the youngest guys running the offense right now, Uh, He's 31 years old, and he's, you know, uh, seems to be very capable of doing that. Is his job more just motivational, delegate authority, be the guy setting the culture? Some head coaches are like that. Is that what Jeff Saturday is? And if so, is that good enough? Um, Or should they do a major search at the end of the season? That's something that they're going to have to deal with as this season goes on. But the Steelers... They got this game. They have a lot of winnable games coming up. If you look at their schedule, they have teams they should be beating. The question is, how many of them think the same of the Steelers? So at three and seven, you're not better than many teams right now in the National Football League. 412 928 9370 is the number. Give us a shout here. We'll talk anything you want to talk about, and that includes the FIFA World Cup, which continues in Qatar. We'll do that. We talked about Carlos Santana. I'll get back to that if you would like. Uh, College football. Uh, it is basketball season, by the way, and we saw—I at least I did—I saw um, a tremendous game last night. Actually, it wasn't as tremendous. The the buildup was good with Purdue and Gonzaga. Purdue had just beaten West Virginia, and Zach Fry, who's their big dude, seven foot four, but he, he weighs almost three hundred pounds, and he can move his feet. He could shoot. He does a lot of good stuff. He was a mismatch inside. I thought at times for Drew Timmy, who's on his twelfth season, it seems with Gonzaga. Anyway, let me know what you think. It's four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. 928 9370 I also want to tell you that uh, our show is brought to you by the good people of number one, Cochrane. Go one better. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochran.com. PNC Bank. PNC makes today the day. Make every day the day at PNC Bank. You can get some great deals that will help you financially beyond what you can possibly imagine. Ireland Contracting. Visit irelandcontracting.com. It's the home of the nightly sports call every night of the week at 1035. Pittsburgh for CW, and we simulcast most of it here on 93.7 The Fan. And if you're looking for a great holiday stop, uh restaurant, sports bar, they got it all. Iron Rock Taphouse in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. You'll love your trip to Iron Rock Taphouse. And one other note, you can join us for a night of Christmas karaoke. It's at Mike's Beer Bar, Thursday, December the 8th from 6 to 8 p.m. Along with fan hosts, the guest list includes David Bednar of the Pirates, Heather Abraham, PTL a KDKA, my colleague, me, they put me in here. I, you know, I, I I have to figure out songs yet, and many more. Simply bring a pair of new clean socks uh, and a $5 donation for Socks for City. So if you do that, it's December the 8th, Mike's Beer Bar. Come down and check us all out. I'd be anxious to see some of the selections and some of the execution. It's, it's not just about what you do, preparation, and your selection. It's about the execution of it with a, with a crowd of people there. <laughs> Most of them are going to be under the influence of a few beers. So maybe you can get away with that if you're coming down there. Who knows? 412-928-9370. Let me know what you think. Call us, or you can also tweet me at Bump. It's the Bob Pompiani Show. We're rolling right along. We'll be back in a moment.
2: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else?
3: Welcome back here. Sports Radio 937 The Fan. Bob Pompiani with you till one o'clock. It's four one two nine two eight ninety-three seventy. Once again, thank you to number one Cochrane shop twenty-four-seven with expressway at Cochrane.com. PNC Bank, make today the day. Ireland Contracting, visit IrelandContracting.com, Iron Rock Tap House in Greensboro. Check it out. Great place to have a holiday dinner. Sports bar upstairs. They got it all for you. See what everyone's talking about. And remember the Christmas karaoke coming up on December the eighth. That will take place at Mike's Beer Bar. In the meantime, let's go to the lines. Anthony in Oakland is here to talk some sports. What's up, Anthony? Uh, you know, I'm, it feels like I'm in an episode of the Twilight
4: Zone when I look and I hear all these people talking about what's wrong with the Steelers. It, the main culprit is the offense. The offense has been inept for three years here. It really goes back to 2019, where the the origins of the ineptitude started. We saw a brief reprieve in 2020. But ever since then, under four quarterbacks, and a lot of it has to do with the, the coordinator himself and Tomlin, who hired the coordinator. You know, all we heard last year by the enablers, of the Steeler uh, in media sometimes was, well, Ben can't do the Canada offense. And once Ben's gone, we're going to see the real Canada offense. Well, no, Ben saved them when he uh, ignored the Canada offense and did what he wanted to do in those fourth quarters, or they wouldn't have made the playoffs last year. So apologies to Ben. <laughs> this, I mean, this is just getting ridiculous here. Canada has to go. He, he, You know, Bob, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing the, the – Tomlin news conferences. It's really gone stale for me. I used to enjoy them. Now it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's in a loop of nonsense now. Why hasn't anyone asked him, uh, Mike, uh, do you think it's acceptable that your quarterback cannot autobilize?
3: Yeah, he should be able to. If you're going to throw, I, and that's why I said earlier, I think they need to throw more things at him. You can't baby him along at this level now. Just got to open it up but, and let him play.
4: But Bob, it wasn't just him. But remember, but none of the quarterbacks were allowed to olive We've heard it from Trubisky and Ben. So I mean that, that what you know we've got four defensive three defensive minds over there. There's no way in the world they can look at this offense and say it's acceptable. It's past pedestrian. Bob, look at it statistically. It's one of the worst in the league. So I don't know why Tomlin and that crowd keeps trying to give us some illusion that there's just this or that. You scheme people open. You saw what happened. Uh, you see these other teams, Bob. Oh, Cincinnati
3: there's no question. Jamar- you watch the 49ers, they scheme it all day long, and now they have yes. Christian McCaffrey. They're really scheming.
4: Bob, you, saw, you see it with Cincinnati. As soon as they get uh, Jamar Chase, what do they do? They scheme him open. What do they do in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson? We can't figure out what to do with Johnson and Pickens? We, you can't scheme them. Cincinnati came in here the other day, and what did they do? They looked back at what they were successful two years ago on a Monday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they ran that same screen play with, with Mickey Spillane, a.k.a. Robert Spillane, over <laughs> and over because the Steelers couldn't stop
3: it. No, they couldn't stop it at all, and that's, that's completely schemed up. Without, without yeah. mixing, that's exactly what they did, and they knew P. Ryan was pretty good at it, and nobody was so around I mean, to tackle him.
4: Well, Bob, I'm on a roll here. I'm sorry, man. I just can't take this any longer, man. I've been watching this team since the 60s. I saw the, the Joe Walton offense. It was as bad as this. But wait a minute, Tomlin. You saw the Todd Haley offense. You saw when you had Antonio Brown at his peak. They didn't monkey around. They schemed him open with three or four people around him. It didn't matter.
3: Yeah, that's true. And they miss that. They need to do more of that. And one of the reasons why Deontay Johnson, I think, is not having any sort of success this year is because they're not scheming him enough. He needs to be in position in the middle of the field to take passes in stride. And how many times do you see teams do that and what it leads to? And we haven't seen that enough from him but, or them. Bob,
4: Bob you've, you've been around a lot of coordinators here. We saw the Ray Sherman experiment that failed. We saw the Kevin Gilbride experiment that failed we saw the Ron Earhart that was pretty successful but Cowher wanted Shabazz and he gives it to Gainey. and what did he do he made a a three-agent wide receiver to a star named Yancy Thigpen so it can be done man this isn't smoking mirrors here but the owner needs a talk with the coach maybe the coach because right now he's about to jump the shark if he don't get it corrected.
3: All right, real quick, before I let you go, Heinz Ward, James Harrison, they're on the Hall of Fame semifinal list. Either of them get in?
4: Heinz Ward should get in, for goodness
3: sake. I Hines agree. Heinz
4: Ward changed the position. for I mean, what, what more does he have to do? And, Bob, I love you, man. Next Wednesday, Saturday, we've got to talk to the big boss down there, Dave, and you and I could do the show together. What the heck? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take care, bro.
3: Thanks very much. We'll be at a nice Thanksgiving. Anthony. That's Anthony in Oakland. How about Ozzy from Washington? joining us online, too. What's up, Ozzie?
4: Thank you for taking my call. I want to start off by saying, you know, Steelers fans, we've been kind of spoiled over the last uh, decade, and there comes a time when you have to rebuild. Now, I, as a Steelers fan, would rather see them lose the rest of the game to get a great draft pick to build up the offensive line and help the defense. Uh, The coordinator we got, he's got to go at the end of the year, And uh, that's what we have to do. And we're going to go through some growing pains. And a lot of people that are Steelers fans better realize it might be a three, four-year process before we're actually great again. So I'm going to sit back and listen to your comments. And thank you for taking
3: my call. Thank you, Ozzy. You know, in the NFL, you can turn things around rather quickly if you make the right moves. And that's what it takes. Um, They definitely need a lot of help. They need help at cornerback. But they also need help at offensive line. They can satisfy a lot of needs if you get three of the first forty picks in the draft. It's what they do with those picks. They can also uh, go out and sign some somebody. And with uh, you know Omar Khan and uh, Andy Weidel now running things, you wonder if they're going to have a difference of opinion about what to do with that sort of thing. So you, you you know they have pieces. They definitely have pieces. The problem is the pieces on defense, excluding Minka Fitzpatrick, are getting a little bit up there, and they need to have success sooner rather than later. They've drafted some defensive linemen. Some of them are okay. I want to see more. I need to see Liao become a stud. I need to see Loudermilk do better. He's gotten more opportunities over the last couple of weeks. Uh, is too old. He'll be gone at the end of this year. They're going to lose some other players. Devin Bush won't be back. They'll offer him a contract, but it it will be one that he doesn't want to sign. Uh, And I haven't seen enough to make me think that uh, he should be back. So you know, they're going to need to draft that position over again, over and over. And that's the problem when you sometimes get into a slump with these positions, you got to keep redrafting the positions over and over. And you're wasting time with other positions that need help. So we'll see how it goes. By the way, I'm going to throw that out there when you call. And we, we heard um, Anthony say that he believes Ward should be in the Hall of Fame. I do too. I, I you know, it's funny. Unfortunately, you got to go through all this list of wide receivers uh, Andre Reed is in. Andre Reid, if you go and look at comparisons between those two, you'll see that St. Hinesworth has almost similar numbers to him, and he did more on an offense that did not you know, feature the wide receiver. And I think a lot of people don't understand why he's being penalized. He seems to be penalized for that. There, first of all, it's difficult to get more than one or two wide receivers in any one class, just as it is linebackers or stud players. James Harrison is a first-timer. It may take him a few years. Do you think he's worthy of it? I think he's right on the cusp of it. And I think that stretch of years where he dominated, went to five consecutive Pro Bowls. Uh, he, he had a defensive player of the year on the resume. This is all stuff that can help him. A Steelers sack leader. Um, what else? That 100-yard interception return. Those are all marquee moments that will help him. Heinz Ward re-established or established what it meant to be a blocking wide receiver and still made up a 1,000 receptions and 12,000 yards. Again, comparable to people in the Hall of Fame already. So how long will it take? Who knows? Uh, you may have to go to the senior ballot to find that out eventually, but you'd like to see him. I know Darrell Revis and Joe Thomas are first-timers this year, like Harrison. That's going to make it harder because those two guys will get in. And there are others who were carried over from previous years. So it just gets tougher and tougher as time goes on. Bettis waited for five. Fanica waited for five. Sometimes you just got to wait until your your slot is available and there's nobody competing with you at the same position because I think that does take a toll. 412-928-9370 is the number to call if you have something you'd like to talk about, whether it's Steelers, Penguins, uh, even Pirates with their two signings this week. What do you think of those? Uh, Pitt, we have a big pregame show coming up at five to six tonight as they get set for miami in the final regular season game of the year it does not carry acc championship game consequences but it still should be a big game for Pitt to finish eight and four and get to a bowl game and then finish the year with nine wins that would be a pretty good ending to what has been a disappointing season based on expectations coming into the season again our thanks to number one cochran go one better go to expressway with cochran.com they buy cars too uh, and you could get great used deals from them as well. PNC Bank make today the day. Check them out. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call every single night of the week on Pittsburgh CW. And then Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about.